We're here today with Merlin Hanbury Tennyson, Senior Manager for Private Client Services of Salamanca Risk Management, an operational risk management consultancy that along with Salamanca Capital comprises the Salamanca Group. While Salamanca's private client's expertise covers a wide range of security and risk management services, today we will be exploring a subject close to the heart of any parent with children old enough to travel by themselves, namely things that can help keep our most precious assets safe while abroad and at home. Merlin, for many of our transatlantic listeners, travel is a way of life. As parents, we know that traveling, studying, and volunteering abroad can offer our children immense educational and personal rewards. Nevertheless, the papers are full of terrifying stories of what can happen to these traveling young people. To begin with, is the world a riskier place for young travelers? And if so, what can be done to manage those risks? Well, good morning, Kate. And um, I think that's an incredibly good question, and one which, as you point out, is close to the heart of many parents these days. Um, you're very right to point out that it's an important time in the development for young people to travel. And for a lot of them, before they go to university, or maybe in their university holidays, it's one of the few chances that they'll get before they enter the busy working world to really get a chance to take long trips abroad, to spread their wings, and to grow and develop as individuals. But of course, every parent wants their child to do this in the safest way possible. And as we were talking about earlier, um, uh, just a little over 250,000 young people every year take gap years from Britain. And it's estimated that a third of these will encounter some form of accident, illness, or crime. These aren't always showstoppers. They don't always end the, the, the traveling experience, but a lot of them do. And that, apart from the fact that it's very concerning for parents, for their children to be getting into those kind of situations, can be incredibly costly and also can curtail these experiences and end them far sooner than parents would have wanted that, that trip to come to an end. And at Santa Anchor Risk Management we try and make sure that parents are as prepared as possible for these experiences but also more importantly the young people who will be going on these trips are as prepared as they possibly can be before they leave. So I think it really comes down to, to three ways that you can uh, assist your, your, your child or young adult as they now are on their, their time abroad. And those come down to preparation, then passive engagement while they're on that trip abroad, and, and active engagement as well, which is something which we should always try and keep to a minimum because the whole point about a young person developing is that they are able to do it on their own and away from their, their parents' assistance. In terms of preparation, there's a lot that you can do as a parent, but there's also a place where we can step in and, and assist as well. It's always key to know where your children are planning on traveling and what they're planning on doing while they're there. At the same time, it's key to know that they have people they can go to while they're in country, either if those are friends of the family, friend business partners, uh, or people that you know or you've met through traveling yourselves as parents. And so it's key to know as much as you can about those countries. And there are a number of websites which, as either American expatriates or as British people, you have access to, which can tell you as much as possible about the countries you'll be going to. Those can be the FCO website, which gives a lot of useful travel advice to young people. Also, the CIA Fact File website is also a great source of information on countries and the risks that are in those countries at the moment. And it will detail areas within those countries that it's not worth going to at the moment. Perhaps there might be a dispute within the country which doesn't affect the whole place and there are many safe and enjoyable areas to travel to 
but a few that it's advisable to avoid at that time. This is something that we do at Salamanca. We can provide briefing packs on countries to prepare the, the young adults and the parents so that they're as best informed as they possibly can be about the countries that they're planning on visiting. And it can also help them choose countries not to go to because they might be flirting with the idea of traveling somewhere which at that time might not be the best idea. Especially if they've been planning these trips for several years, as they will have been, situations can change in countries and it can be worthwhile providing a briefing pack which will inform parents of the risks that they might encounter. A step up from a briefing pack is actually a short course. And we do lots of short courses for young people who are about to go away on, on a trip, whether it's just for a month or, or even for up to a year. That can involve a short medical course, because a lot of young people will go to countries where the medical services are not as good as they are in, in Britain or America. And it's useful to have some basic medical training for if you are, for example, climbing a mountain in a foreign country or trekking through a jungle and someone even as little as sprains an ankle, but as bad as breaking a limb or having a very nasty injury, a, a car crash or a road traffic accident. It's key to know the basic medical skills that can make sure that your children are as prepared as possible to respond to that situation. And another course that we provide is security awareness to make sure that young people are aware of some of the threats that aren't quite so prevalent in the UK or in the US, but which are prevalent in countries such as Venezuela, or Cambodia, Malaysia, countries that a lot of people like to travel to, where it's worthwhile knowing a few of the, the do's and don'ts and the way to make yourself as safe as possible. Along with that, we can actually assist with the travel planning, and this is something that parents should be very involved with with their, their children's gap years. It can be very easy just to let the child plan it on their own, but actually, they may have um, over-enthusiastic aspirations of what is, what is and isn't a good idea. And it's key to make sure their itinerary is very thoroughly looked into before they leave. And that's more than just their flights, but actually where they're going to travel to within the country and at what dates. Because not only will that make sure that the child is as safe as possible while they're in country, but it will make sure that you as the parents know where they are at any time as well, which is vital if anything ever does go wrong. And we can assist with this itinerary planning and come up with workable and exciting and enjoyable itineraries for children to make sure that they are getting the most out of the country they're going to while staying as safe as possible. So after the preparation, you can then have some passive engagement as a parent within that, in that young person's journey. Now that comes down to, as I said before, making sure that the, the parents know or at least uh, have spoken to people in that country so they know that if that young person gets into trouble while they're in the country, they've got someone they can go to, whether it's a cousin or a work colleague who might live there or have family there, or just someone who they've actually managed to meet through uh, the embassy or through online forums, although of course those do bring up their own problems. But there are ways to make sure you meet people who are credible and can assist you. It's something which uh, a company like Salamanca, which has engagement within 28 countries worldwide and specializes in high-risk countries, can make sure that we have a point of contact in that country who doesn't need to do anything and doesn't certainly doesn't need to be paid anything at the time, but can respond if there is an emergency in a very, very short period of time and also understands the country, speaks the language, knows how to assist someone in getting to an embassy or getting to a police station and can help them get out of the country or, or, or just you know uh, sort themselves out while they're in the country. Another wonderful um, development with the modern age that we have now is GPS. And GPS can be worked into children's phones, so they don't even need to know it's there. And that means that it's not a way of, uh, of playing Big Brother on your, uh, on your children, but it does mean that their, their phone can send a signal back to an operations center, 
every once a day or once every couple of days, just so that you know that they still are where they where they should be. And if they're meant to be going up a, a river in Peru or or climbing a mountain in Tanzania, that they are on course within their itinerary and that they're doing what they should do. It's getting a little bit more involved in the in the child's gap year, but if they're going to a high-risk place, often it can be worthwhile turning that function on while they're in that place and part of the world. Another thing that I often recommend to people is having some form of hotline service, which is something which can be absolutely vital, where they have a speed dial number on their phone, which they know that any time of the day or night, that child can press that button and they will phone through to a trusted professional who will be able to advise them out of any situation they might encounter, whether that be something very basic, like they've lost their passport or they've lost their wallet, all the way up to slightly trickier situations, like they find themselves in a part of the country they didn't mean to go to, or they find themselves in a situation that they're not so happy to deal with, or they find themselves in a medical emergency and need to, to order up a way of getting out of that situation, whether it be by, by road means or by helicopter or, or whatever it may be. And that's also a very good way of making sure that the response time can be as quick as possible if, you're, if your child is in that sort of situation. In terms of the actual active engagement, this is something which I'd only recommend for those countries which are a little bit more adventurous, which of course is what these young people are, are hoping to go to. But there are countries out there nowadays which are, are not as safe as they perhaps once were. And that's all part of globalization, that the, the criminal networks are starting to learn that Westerners are a very, very credible and, and easy target for, um, for, for getting their wares from. Uh, a way of having active engagement is making sure that these point of contacts in country are actually involved with the child's itinerary. So if you know someone, for example, in Venezuela, when the child arrives at the airport, they are met and greeted by somebody in Venezuela who speaks the language and who can pass them uh, a pack with the numbers that they'll need to know for that country. So for example, the, um, the numbers at the local embassy, the lo numbers for the police, um, other useful contact numbers that they might need in an emergency. They can also assist if things like their passports or their money are lost at any point. That can also be very, very helpful for making sure that is reclaimed as quickly as possible. And for any liaison with the police or uh, the emergency services, it's vital to have an in-country trusted person who can assist. That can also help if they're going, if, if the, the child is slightly more high profile in that it's a, a wealthy family and that it is known that they have money, it can be worthwhile in the high risk countries having an escort of some kind. And that can be a very discreet and low profile um, function which doesn't need to overbear or impinge upon the enjoyment of the young person at all, but it can help them make sure that they have the safest time possible. And also the active engagement can make sure that they're prepared in case that an evacuation is required. And that could be anything from a natural disaster in the country, from a volcano, an earthquake, all the way up to if there is a terrorist threat or a, or a regime change. The kind of thing that we're seeing in someone like Egypt at the moment. If a young person was travelling there, it would be very worthwhile having a, an in-country specialist who they could, the parents could contact and say, I'd like you to get my child home and I'd like them to be home within 24 hours. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's vital to have people on call who can do that at a very short notice. So, to summarise, there are a lot of things that you can do to, to assist your child to make sure they have the safest gap year experience possible. And that can come from all the way up from making sure they're as prepared as possible before they leave, through to just making sure you, you keep an eye on things while they're away without them even having to worry about it, to making sure that actually that young person has to take a slight amount of, of ownership of the risks and involve their family, their parents or an outside organisation like Salamanca throughout that process while they're away. Merlin, that's been extremely helpful. Um, I feel a lot better <laughs> about being able to manage risks while my children are traveling. Um, but 
you know, not all risk can be found abroad. Um, and I sometimes worry as much uh, when uh, my children are traveling uh, alone through London. Um, what are some of the security measures that parents should be mindful of here in the UK and particularly in London? Well, again, you're absolutely right, Kate, and, and it's something which um, which we do a lot of work with because London is becoming an increasingly international city. The number of people, especially living in central London, who are not from the UK is, is going up exponentially year on year. And that brings its own um, equivalent threats and risks with it. Often when someone travels here from a high-risk country, they bring across uh, certain parts of their background with them. And there is a large amount of, of immigration to the UK, which is bringing a certain spike in the crime rates with it. And there are many ways that we can sort of try and help people make that move to the UK in the safest way possible and ensure that while they live here, they have that continuing life support to ensure that their safety is looked after in a way that perhaps um, isn't just done by the, the, the normal security services. That, uh, that can begin with assisting right from the very start, and that's how we would like to, to get in with people before they even make that move to the UK. We can assist in their relocation services, in helping them to find a property which is in a safe place and is a property that's equipped for the right, um, uh, the right sort of procedures for what they, that, that family will be requisite to them. And a very bespoke service is what we always recommend, that there's no one-size-fits-all for people. And so it's key to make sure that when you come to the UK, when you buy a property or rent a property, you have the security systems within that property looked at. And those are very basic things from having decent windows, good locks on those windows, a workable burglar alarm, uh, making sure that the fire alarm systems work, that if you feel a need to have panic alarms, that someone's actually listening to those at the other end of them, because it's incredible the number of panic alarms installed in houses that uh, aren't actually going anywhere. And so those things, they do need to be maintained and serviced and also audited to make sure that they're doing the job that they claim to be doing. And so a, a security review of a private residence is a, is a vital thing. And then those should be backed up by, depending upon the threats of that family, either monthly checks or biannual checks or just annual checks to make sure that there's, there hasn't been any degradation in the, in the systems that have been installed. After that, there are, depending upon the family, and of course these are all very specific to a lot of people, these won't be relevant, but you can then have bug sweeps, which is on our properties, to make sure that no one's listening in. If it's a, a businessman who has... Um, competitors who might stoop to those kind of levels and it does happen far more often than any of us would think then bug sweeps can be done uh, courses can be done for the family and for staff of the family security awareness courses to make sure that they're aware of the threats that there are in the UK especially when using public transport things like the tube and buses there can be a certain amount of danger using those at night and we can do little half day or, or full day courses that just make sure that people are as prepared as possible and, and understand where they should and shouldn't go and at what times of the day it's, it's sensible to do those things. Um, in the same way, hiring staff can be a bit of a minefield in the UK, especially if, if you're not familiar with this environment. And so it's very important to get those staff vetted properly to make sure that you know who's coming to work for you, especially if they're coming to work for you with children and they're going to be looking after your children and spending a lot of time with them. It's, I know that it's something that parents hold very close to their heart is making sure that their, parents are being looked after, their children are being looked after by reputable individuals. And the vetting of staff and the, the sourcing of those staff is, is vital to that. And then all the way up to some people feel the need for close protection at certain times, and that can be done in a very discreet manner. But I usually find that in London that isn't something which is a permanent requirement, but there are certain times, either at high-profile events or during high-profile events within the city, you know, that those are things that families will respond well to. Um, 
and, and, and that goes all the way up to the travel advice and assistance that we talked about in, in your first question in the same way for business trips, family holidays or any form of, of trip abroad, it, uh, it can make that whole process far smoother for a family to have that assistance on hand and it is all available within London. Great. Um, Merlin, I have to tell you, I feel a lot safer <laughs> uh, in the world. Uh, I think we have a, a, you know, a good uh, understanding of the headlines of, of what we should be doing um, to keep our families safe at, at home and abroad. And I want to thank you for being on Tanager Talks. Well, thank you, Kate. And you have my number for if any of those uh, concerns become realities. I'll let you know. <laughs> Thanks. Bye-bye.